Yeah. Uh, point, maybe point. I should. Yeah, you need to. Is do that this somehow. better? Yeah, you need to do that somehow. Yeah. Maybe a lot closer to it, huh? Like can this. You, can you raise it? Like, or... hey guys, <laughs> how do I get this close to me? Like, hello. What? No, stack it on books next to you so that it's yeah, yeah. face level. Where'd you get that mic from, by the way? I actually found it by mistake. So much was... better. So much. So better. much better. Oh, that's it. That's it. If I had known, I would have just done that from the beginning. Assalamu alaikum guys. Welcome to this special episode of Just the Three of Us, uh, which is something we're going to do hopefully every so often. Uh, once Hasnain gets off his phone uh, and uh, takes part, hopefully we'll have a very fun conversation. Um, we have much to talk about. Um, so uh, essentially, you know, we kind of uh, offline sat together and thought, you know, let's do these episodes every so often um, and just kind of go over you know, our thoughts over the past month or so, um, because I feel like we have a lot to say, uh, either that or like I said, our last episode was just very bored, but hopefully people uh, will benefit <laughs> from our conversation. So, I mean, I guess just starting off, how has uh, 2021 been for us all so far? First month, uh, are you guys sticking to your resolutions? What's the, how's the year treating you? I'll let Ali go first. Congratulations on your new mic. Congratulations, mashallah Ali. Thank you very much. <laughs> Look how amazing his voice sounds compared to the, the torture he's put us through over the past 20, 24 episodes. Something like that, right? Like um, that. I don't know, guys. I, I actually didn't do any resolutions because I stopped doing it years ago. Fair enough. But how, how, how's your month been so far? It's been hectic. Uh, I moved into a new apartment, as you can see in the background. And uh, it's been, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, actually, the last episode too, I was just facing the other way. Uh, it's been hectic because here, if I want something, it's going to take me, I don't know, maybe if they say it's going to be delivered tomorrow, it's going to get delivered in like two weeks. They, they have this inshallah policy here as well. Nice. So it's been hectic because here you, you have to get your own appliances. I have to go buy a fridge, TV, microwave, literally from scratch. They just give you the space, which is great. But it's just something that I'm not used to. So good tip for somebody moving to Colombia, get your own appliances. Sounds like a very, uh, it's, it's, it's probably the worst advert for Colombia you've ever given. <laughs> Usually oh. like you're singing your praises. Hasnain, how's uh, January been treating you so far? January has been, it's been very busy, especially in my line of work. Uh, Cause I'm not a freelancer. Uh, I, I have I've been busy time. too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's been great. Um, I didn't have any resolutions, but I, I did, I did, um, tell myself like, Hey, this is 2020. I took a huge hit and break from filming. Um, 2021, my, you know, I was like, I could, if I get one film written, produced and done, I'll be happy. If I get two, I'll be extremely happy. So I'm working, I'm working towards some great stuff there. Um, but other than that, it's been busy with work. Uh, money's coming in, money's going out. You know how it is. Uh, and we're on, we're on episode, what, 20, 25? Episode right? 25 now, yeah. yeah. Episode 25. Wow. Yeah, I think... You know, you know, I thought maybe we would do like five or six and then... And then, and then call it a day. <laughs> no, bro, was... persistence. We're here, we're here. We're, we're Ali had no faith in this whatsoever. Just <laughs> let the audience know. He I was like, like, 
five or six. So Stan's going to throw a temper tantrum. Nuri's going to say, oh, I got to go write some poetry and I'm going to be sitting here by myself. And it only, so, took, it only took 23 episodes for Hasneen to, 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 to throw a temper tantrum. So it wasn't, wasn't that bad. You're the honest is going to think I'm the princess of the damn group. Bro. <laughs> but you know, I think, I think we, we should have that conversation uh, here. Obviously, no, not the full conversation, but we, we've been having that kind of tug, tug of, I don't want to say tug of war, but that tug between uh you know left leaning and right leaning which, are, which will be nice to speak about uh, later on um january for me has been extremely hectic uh, not what i expected um it's my my first uh, month in my new venture as a as, as a freelancer um and you know i think for me the biggest challenge for me the biggest challenge has just Wait, been sorry. can you just do this part in the intro and then we'll pick up from there <laughs> i understand what you're saying what <laughs> can you talk about your freelancing gig during the intro and then we could pick up the rest of the podcast no listen we're all speaking about our right. january's here and and my january is as important as yours okay i think that's we're, we're, that's we're, okay, okay, okay. we're a that's tripod true. here we're a trio um anyway well, i was really interrupted um january for me has been a very happy and and to be fair you warned me ali you warned me it's going to be tough and it has been very yeah. tough just like for me because now i'm not focused on one organization i'm focused on about five or six so like even though i think the workload is similar just mentally like it's really hard to juggle every single one because i'm like okay i've got to make sure i finish this task for this client but then i've also got this task for that client and then that task for them. and it's just kind of like all over the place and like i told you guys before um before we started it, it's been extremely extremely hectic but i guess it's like a learning curve for me as well um wouldn't mm -hmm. go back no regrets but it's definitely a big learning curve for me yeah. uh, a lot of responsibility so but, but let, let me throw this at you so would you would would you coming from a job and freelancing and that's where you met your clientele. So was that an easier transition knowing that I'm freelancing with the clientele I already have versus, Hey, I have to go win business now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very easy. I think the thing is I'm in such a unique position because people have asked me this kind of question as well. Hey, what do you think about jumping into to, to, to freelancing? And that, you know, as you guys know, is about building up your clientele from the very right, beginning, right. building up relationships from the beginning. But like I said before, I've been doing this for, for years on the side. Um, and I've built relationships. So a lot of the people I'm working with now are people that I have worked with in the past, uh, even in terms of a full-time uh, job. So um, it, it's been quite easy for me in, in, in kind of building those relationships. And I think what's nice is everyone that I work with knows what I have to offer. Um, so it, it's, it's not like we're starting from scratch at all, um, but it's just yeah. really about ensuring that you give everyone uh, their due time and attention. Um, it's great. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I'm just trying to overcome the, the mental stress of it because for me, my focus is horrible. Like I'm always like <laughs> somewhere else and, and to have my focus split between five, six different clients, I, I, I'm still trying to navigate that, I guess. So hopefully, uh, you know, at some point uh, I will tough. get there. It's tough. tough. It's tough, tough. but it, it's worth it. It's, it's, it's a fun ride. Do you have any tasks that you can maybe have an assistant do instead of you doing everything all at once? Because it's tough when you're getting started trying to do everything. It's, it's not, the thing is, when it comes to my workflow, um, like I'll give you an example, a prime example is, is, for example, this podcast, the editing of this podcast, right? We can always hand out uh, to a third party and I'm sure they do a great job and I'm sure we can all chip in to fund it. But ultimately, because I can do it so efficiently, it just makes more sense for me to do it. Right. Um, so sometimes, you know, bringing someone in, training them and getting them to understand your workflow and the way you do things is in itself a full-time job, right? So it, it's really... Uh, antithetical you know I, I work in an office full of, of freelancers and one of my good friends Hasib has that issue as well because he always wants to outsource things but because he has such a specific way of doing things and he's so good at what he does um, it it's very hard to bring someone in and you have that continuous thing which I'm, I'm sure you've seen Ali as well you know in employing people 
is that you know you invest time and effort into someone you spend you know months on them or a year on them and then they just they're not what you expected then you have to start again right so for me it's also just about you know um being efficient essentially and i do kind of outsource work you know i have hassam who's sitting over there uh who <laughs> i introduced you guys to before we started and you know i i, I do send him uh work whenever um you know I, I find myself too busy but then when it comes to the editing process which which is what takes up most of my time i still have to edit it myself because i edit a very specific way it's like an art right you know that is your stamp on the, on the that's what the client's paying you for ultimately so it, it, it's yeah. quite specific and it's quite um you know to the team I guess what I was talking about is not those tasks that you actually have to do, but tasks that you, that can be done by somebody else that, that are a little more simple. For example, uh, keeping a schedule for you or keeping uh, a timeline where you have to get such and such done on certain, certain days. So you're doing all that. Okay, cool. This, bro, this is called a diary. It's the best invention ever. I don't need to pay someone to write this for me. But then again, like, how would you do that? Hey, Salam, secretary, please book this in for, for Saturday. Oh, please cancel this for Saturday, move it to Monday. I can do that myself. Like, it's not really worth paying someone uh for in my opinion anyway i guess uh, I, I don't know man i outsource every more time get my groceries get my laundry everything you know yeah. i think i think with some businesses it doesn't make sense i had this conversation with a few friends who run like multi-million dollar businesses i'm like there's no reason especially if you're making that much money there's no reason you should take a massive cut pay someone to do all the work you're doing uh, and sit at home and still make enough money you know i, I think who are your friends by the way they won't they won't sponsor the podcast don't worry okay. <laughs> uh on that note if you do want to sponsor this podcast please get in touch with ali who is the marketing arm of uh, 786 boulevard so you know he's right there hey, he's, a, he's great to talk according to, to my screen i'm up here oh not down. My screen, you're down here you're down here and nuri's to my left ah uh, whatever good getting contact with ali with the green shirt sitting yeah. at home sitting at home uh has been uh interesting but how do they get say that again how do they get in contact with me Oh, Instagram? I don't know. You, yeah. I, th- I told you, you're head of marketing. You jump in and, and, and take control. How do they get in contact with you? Go on. All right. Either, either contact us through our, uh, through our Instagram, page. Instagram page or my personal uh, Instagram page. That's at ALI underscore ALVI. Come on. You want to throw your other out there too? <laughs> that's then. I'm good, bro. I don't, he doesn't I don't need to. He's famous enough. <laughs> People automatically find me through your guys' page. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah they were just like Yo, i just came to nuri's page because i want to get to that hasnan's page because he's really interesting or oh where's all the okay where's hasnan though where's he tagged right here somewhere i, I got this page <laughs> we've all been kind of i guess drawn more toward tv even though we've been kind of like working hard um because of being at home and lockdown and stuff and it's been interesting for me i, I just wanted to ask you guys i mean this is a podcast about art and, and, and film and tv what are you guys watching uh, and what you're enjoying right now yeah, so I guess I'll go first. I just finished watching The Life Ahead um, on Netflix. It is a Italian movie. Um, I know a lot of people stay away from from uh, international movies because subtitles and stuff like I that. Do. I know people can't do it. I, I've got no city. I, I can't handle it. No, but The Life Ahead is a phenomenal film. It's about, you know, um, the kid's name is Muhammad, African refugee that is in Italy. Uh, from the streets, um, and then he kind of gets adopted by this Jewish woman, and it's like a whole mystery. And 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 I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but that was a phenomenal film. Um, it is kind of difficult to to stay with it with subtitles, but again, it's a really phenomenal film. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite shows that I don't think I've ever mentioned. It's actually on Hulu. Prodigal Son season two just came out. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's basically about a the son of a of a serial killer who was a doctor, 
um, and he uses his father's knowledge of serial killing to find other serial killers. And he has like this mental breakdown himself. It's taking it takes place in New York City. Season one was phenomenal. Season two just came out. Episode two I just watched yesterday, um, and it's right up my alley. I, I love dark stuff. I love like stuff like that, psychological thrillers, thrillers, drama. Those are my my stuff. Um, but definitely, where is it on? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you feel like those kind of dark shows have negative? impacts because I, I i enjoy dark shows too and i think sometimes people speak to me like they don't get like why, why you watch something it's so depressing i love watching films and, and, and shows about people who are suffering and and going through breakdowns because for me it's just like it, it's kind of inspiring to, to see people overcome struggles i guess um but but for you like what's so attractive about shows that are, are, are dark or, or thrilling or you know essentially have a lot i just i i just think that um it's more human i think that as a person, um, the the feeling of like happiness and the feeling of like you know uh, the the good feelings in you um, are rare. It, it, they're rare in these days because everybody's struggling, and so that the feeling of being scared, the feeling of being vulnerable, the feeling of uh, like drama, the tenseness is more of a familiar feeling, especially in today's world. Um, and then. On top of that, sorry about that. On top of that, um, I'm making money, has name. <laughs> on, t- on top of that, um, it's just it's just my flavor. It's just more. I I, I want to see drama because when I think of film, I think of drama. Mm-hmm. When I think of film, I don't think of like, oh, I'm I'm gonna check out this comedy. I'm gonna check out this this um, I don't know other type of show. For me, it's just like I want the realism of of that emotion in it. Plus the exaggeration, because film is basically tr- a true story told exaggerated. Mm. I think there's something so unifying about, like one of my favorite shows. I don't know if you have seen it. I, I definitely recommend it. It's called uh, The Leftovers, um, and it's basically about one uh, percent of the world disappears out of nowhere. Like there's no explanation given. The show's not about why they disappeared, but it's about people dealing with the aftermath three years on. So, for example, you have people whose fathers disappeared, whose family disappeared, and they just have to like deal with that uh, in terms of, you know, and it shows a lot of PTSD and, and, and dealing with depression and anxiety and, and overcoming like ultimately things in your life that you don't understand. Right. I think I feel like so many, all of us here have gone through those situations in our lives where things happen to us, which are, which are really harsh on us and really hard on us. And we don't understand them you know we try to wrap our mind around why this happened what's the meaning what wh- why did god kind of put me through this uh, and sometimes really it's just about accepting it regardless of whether you have an answer to it or not um so for me seeing these kind of th- uh, uh, shows especially the leftovers uh, and i'd recommend anyone listening to, to watch it um just kind of shows you that there are ways to deal with these things that you go through in life and sometimes you don't need to understand what's happening or understand what you're going through it's just about learning how to deal with it and learning how to move on uh, which is, I think, is such a relevant conversation to have in these days of, of, uh, of mental health and, and you know, during COVID yeah. as well. You know, so many people are, are, are suffering, especially now here. I don't know how it is for you guys in, uh, in America or you and in Colombia, but right now in the UK, people are literally dying left, right, and center. Um, COVID is really, really harsh on us right now, um, and and a lot of people are are suffering. And I feel like you know, it's it, it's so important to 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 kind of not let these cataclysmic events break you down and really try and go out of them um, which I think is, is really important Ali, what are you watching right now? 
Well, I would go the opposite of what Stan is saying and what you're saying as far as, you know, being uh, dark and negative. I, okay, to be honest, when I turn on Netflix, it's mostly like dark and like uh, sci-fi, all this stuff, right? But I would think that you would want to watch something lighthearted, especially when you're going through tough times, when everyone's going through tough times, wherever, where you turn on the news and it's talking about so many people dying and this happening and that The happening. office on repeat, basically. Yeah, I didn't really get into the office much, actually. Wow, okay. But... Uh, yeah. But something uh, that gives you a little more relaxation as, as opposed to more tension. But, you know, Stan likes it, so whatever works for you. You know, it's uh, interesting that um, there's kind of, sorry to interrupt you, there's kind of two ways to watch movies and shows. Like some people watch it for the escape and some people watch it to almost like, I think Sahar spoke about this a few, a few episodes ago, Ali went on, on this episode, but she said, what's, not, what's interesting about film and TV is that it kind of, uh, puts you more in touch with your own emotions sometimes because it is emotional yeah. on screen, right? So it kind of makes you reconnect with yourself. Um, so I guess it, it kind of depends on the person themselves and, and how they consume things. Um, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, I agree. So I've been watching, um, guys, I've watched that Turkish series with uh, Artigo and uh, I finished that and I've been watching Osman, which is like the follow-up, not the follow-up, but like the the next series, which is uh, about the Ottoman Empire, the, creator, the, the father of the Ottoman Empire. So I'm two seasons in, I think, episode, whatever it is, the current how, one is right now. How do you fit that into your schedule? Because isn't it like a, a million episodes per season or something? Or some, someone yeah, told me it's like bro, some bro. crazy number. <laughs> they're like they're like two hours long, man. Um, they're two so hours long I, per episode. Wow. Yeah, yeah, with Osman. So what I do is I just do one day a week uh, where I just cut out everything just so I can relax a little bit. And then... Uh, just focus on that and that's it like i don't do that's anything why we can never book him for a podcast because he's just he's he's watching shows. <laughs> is it is it is it worth the hype because i feel like every single muslim raves about it and i i, I can't bring myself to watch it but yeah it is because you have politics you have action you have comedy a little bit you have drama you have internal like family politics outside of just like regular politics then you have the byzantine empire along with the mongols along with the turks kind of you know hammering it out and see who gets who, who gets to win yeah uh yeah and then you also have some romance uh with the different characters uh and then on top of that it's, it's spiritual as well because they'll do various lessons based on whatever circumstances someone is facing um they'll have a spiritual guide or uh, i guess is what they call it in there uh they talk about different things from the quran and from the hadith and then they it helps in that sense as well so it's good. Um, it actually makes me feel better, not, not better, but like gives me more confidence in what I'm doing here um, with regards to. So you feel you, to... so you feel like you're on the front lines fighting for us. Yeah, I was trying not to uh, bring it, bring up the thing, but anyway, um, so, so I feel like, okay, you know what, if they can do it there, I can do this here. And it kind of gives me more confidence in it. It's been a lot of people call it the halal game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I thought you can argue that point, but that's completely fine. Um, for me, uh, one series which I've which I enjoyed a lot, which I didn't think I'd ever enjoy. I don't know if you've seen uh, Kev, this Kevin Hart show. Um, I'm gonna replace uh, one of the words in the title because it's a swear word, um, but it's called "Don't Mess It Up," um, and it's basically uh, about his 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 drive and and it's funny because like he he's never someone I thought I'd ever kind of look up to or or I guess I don't use the word respect, but ever be inspired by but his drive is absolutely incredible and it goes to show you that there are so many people 
who really have come from nothing. You know, it talks about his journey growing up mm. and uh, growing up in Philadelphia. You know, that, that typical story that you hear, not having food on the table. Um, but also his perspective on life and the way he views things. So as a prime example, his father uh, growing up was basically a druggie. Like he was fully addicted to drugs and barely in the picture. Um, and what I find fascinating about him is that he has zero animosity toward his father. Um, so even despite everything that he went through, he has zero animosity toward him. He still uh, uh, connects with him and he is with him. And just having that mindset, that positive mindset, that that mindset to win is something I just find so um, inspiring and addictive. Um, and and it, it's funny because usually when you think about inspiring personalities, especially you know on this podcast, we always speak about uh, Islam and its relationship with art. We always think about you know spiritual figures and sheikhs and imams and 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 sure. and, and, and prophets like and stuff like that, but. You can find inspiring figures who aren't, who don't even believe in Islam, yeah. you know. And for me, that that is an example uh, of an inspiring figure. So uh, it, it's just I'm really addicted now to to seeing people succeed and and and, yeah. and and finding out how people succeed and being motivated by people who work hard. Um, you know, someone who, who this guy wakes up every uh, in the morning every day, um, does his workout, keeps his AirPods in throughout the whole day because he's always on the phone, uh, just yeah. making deals, producing movies, you know. Uh, acting in movies, writing movies, and it, I just found it really interesting to, to to follow to follow that journey. What one thing he said that was hilarious but true was he was asked about his watch, and he was wearing like a half a million dollar watch, and he was just like, "There's nothing more precious than your time," and that's why <laughs> I bought a really expensive watch to remind me how precious my time is. That's and funny. I was like, "Yo, I needed an expensive watch." <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted an excuse to buy an expensive watch. That's that's, that's just, what you want. You know, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I just find excuses to buy things. Uh, have you guys seen the Queen's Gambit lately? I, I watched it. I wasn't. You don't I, like I, it? No, I think it was all right. I, I didn't really. Uh, I think I was. I think I was oversold it because my friend said, Got "Listen, it. just watch it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Just watch it." So I thought. I think I expected something to happen, um, but then it was good. But I also watched it after I watched The Crown. So the disparity between the two everybody in the crown bro and like i can't get into it somebody's like skip to season four when the diana comes in it's better Hasting, uh, i strongly recommend you give it a shot it's, it's probably <laughs> one of the best things i've ever seen in my life i'm not even joking I, i'll give um, it a shot what about ozark you seen that ozark i like all right cool disclaimer right. there's a lot of you know yeah, yeah, there is, there is. with all shows these days you know you can't you can't watch anything without the you know, unfortunately, as Muslims, we're, you know, we can't watch anything without it being needing to hit the fast forward button, unfortunately, but it, it is fun to watch. Um, well, Have you guys seen anything bad, like bad acting? Do you know what's funny? I watched the film the other day. Um, Gerard Butler, this is, this is the synopsis, yeah? It's called Greenland. Gerard Butler taking his family to safety because the meteor is about to hit the earth, yeah? Now it's called Greenland. I think I've seen it. Maybe it's called Greenland. I thought it was gonna be like the most standard. You know, like your expectations are low, very low. But it's probably one of the best films I've seen of last year. It's that good. It's so good. Um, wow. So I thought that was gonna be a horrible film, but I really, really, really enjoy. And I highly recommend everyone to watch it. It's really well done. Uh, what about you? Anything? I watched. I, I watched uh, what's it called? Little Italy. I thought it was gonna be based in in, the, in New York City, but it was actually based in Canada. It was a pretty cool movie. Um, I guess Little Italy, they have that in Canada as well. Um, I just needed something lighthearted because I watch a lot of like action and sci-fi and, and, and you know, dark stuff. So have, have you caught up on the expanse yet, by the way? I haven't had a time to finish okay, it, no. Make sure you do. Yeah, um, there's just too much going on to be able to watch everything. 
Oh, but you can take well, a whole like day off and watch a two-hour show, though. Hey, that's that's commitment, okay? Just for that one, nothing I mean, else. Everything else, if I can fit it in. Buy a million-dollar watch so you're more aware of your time. That's what you need to do. Right? <laughs> there you go. There I you think. go. Any bad shows? So, I mean, again, disclaimer, these, these shows that I'm about to say aren't, like, you're going to have to fast-forward through a lot of things. But there was a show on Netflix. So, just a, just a little background. Um, I'm sitting in my room. This is kind of where my setup is for my desk and stuff. But when I write my script, I go to my couch. Um, cause I, I just, I just prefer writing there. And I usually put on the TV for background noise. I don't really watch anything. I just need background noise to do work. I can't do work in silence for some reason. So there's a show called, called tiny little things or something like that. Um, on Netflix or something like that. I forgot what it's called. It's called uh, Pretty Little Liars or something like that. No, it's, it's or is called that Tiny else? Little Things about like the, these these ballerinas or these ballet people in ballet school and like the whole drama about teenagers. Is that the one with like the that. Muslim kid? Different from Pretty Little Liars. I can't hear you guys one at a time. <laughs> is that different from Pretty Little Liars? Yeah, that's different from Pretty Little Liars. I actually like right. Pretty Little Liars. Okay, is that is that the one with the clip of the Muslim who's praying? The Muslim is the bad guy in it, actually. No, but there's a clip. Did you finish the show? Yeah, it was just season one. Okay, so there's a clip. I think it's the same show. There's a clip of a Muslim who's praying. I saw it on Twitter and people were just like... Male or female? Male Muslim who's praying. Does uh, he look Indonesian, Asian, Muslim? Ar- Arabish. Okay, I think so. I don't I know. I think if it's the same it. show. Anyway, but anyway, he's praying. And then toward the end of his prayer, a woman comes in front of him, a ballerina. Uh, yeah. And then he starts basically being intimate with her. It's 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 the most, I think ho- so. I think it's it the most horrible thing I've ever seen in okay. my in my life. So I put this on. I was like, all right, background noise. I put this on. When I tell you, I I watched the whole season because I was cringing at the acting. That, in my opinion, I've not seen that bad acting that got onto a Netflix show. You can tell these actors were just like, you say your line, okay. Now it's my line. Okay, now it's your line. Okay, now it's my line. Okay, let me just grab a water bottle because I need something to do. That's the only reason why I watched the season. I was just like, yo, like, this got onto Netflix. Okay, storyline might be interesting to teenage girls or whatever. But, like, has nobody, like, the director never realized, oh, this is the acting, like, maybe get some chemistry going on to the set, like... That, that, that is a question I ask myself when you see a really bad Hollywood film with like millions of millions of dollars went into this. So yeah. thousands, hundreds and of thousands. That's thousand- what gives me confidence. It's like, okay, <laughs> I can make it, bro. <laughs> and then the other show that everybody's talking about, Bridgerton, they don't like it. I heard about it. I, I haven't know. seen it. I don't, it was I, okay. It wasn't that great. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on. NFL has uh, employed its first ever Muslim coach. Um as someone who knows nothing about the NFL, sorry, head coach, or what head was it? Coach, head coach. Head yeah, coach. because he okay. was already a coach. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, for San Francisco, as yeah, a he was a, yeah, he was a coach for the 49ers, and now he's the head coach for the Jets, right? Yeah. Jets. yeah. Okay, I know the Jets are a big team. That's all I know. That's, that's the extent of my knowledge. So they're a big team, but they're a crappy team. Okay, what's they the story? Suck. What's the they story? Suck, but I root for them. What's the story? Yeah, I'm a hard, diehard Knicks fan, diehard Jets fan, bro. I'm depressed. New York, I'm New York. happy because I think now we're actually going to have like a chance to win a couple of games, actually more than a couple of games because with, because, with the because he's Muslim, he's bringing over. What's that? Because he's Muslim. He's Muslim and he starts every game with uh, with a Jama prayer on the 50 yard line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I took Kursi. 
<laughs> no, um, because of staff that he's bringing over from, from the other teams. Uh, I think they're going to have a really good uh, shot at winning a lot of games. But the fact that he's the first Muslim head coach, I think is pretty big because right now you have the Rooney rule where they have to interview at least uh, one or two, I don't know exact number of minority candidates before they hire anybody, right? So now, um, and that has typically been African-American, not just, uh, you know, not necessarily like uh, Lebanese or anybody else, like he's Lebanese. So the fact that they went beyond that and they actually hired a Muslim coach obviously goes to show how good he is that they thought of him uh, to hire him. And then the fact that he's Muslim is even better on our end that we're getting some representation that's more positive uh, as opposed to what we're so accustomed to in a, you know, for however long about the negative representation. Robert Saleh, I believe is his name, right? Um, but he also put in the work, though. I mean, he also put in the work. It wasn't just yeah. I'm Muslim. Like he, like that's one thing that the audience needs to know. You put in the work, you'll get somewhere. Yep. Why is it? Sure. Why is it taking so long for the to be a Muslim head coach? I don't think there are that many Muslims uh, playing, and then from that, I don't think that many Muslims are into um, American football. I guess culturally, maybe. Maybe and British football. Have, huh. British Maybe football is full of Muslims. You know, you guys know <laughs> yeah. it. But, but Dearborn, yeah, they had that uh, All-American something or whatever where they have a ton of Muslim uh, football players, but they were still young in high school. Oh, you're talking and about guess, the, the Fultz and High documentary, right? Yeah. So I guess in the coming years, maybe they'll uh, make it out and get into the NFL, go through college, and uh, there'll be more. Actually, there, there, there are quite a few, maybe a handful of Muslim players in the NFL uh, a couple of them actually they, they fast while if it's uh, during the football season and it's Ramadan they fast and pray I mean uh, and play <laughs> they fast and pray yeah that's what you're supposed to do Ramadan um, there's also a lot of uh, Muslim representation in, in the NBA believe it or not not like the big names but like there there are a lot of NBA players there that you know also fast and and, and do whatnot so you know one thing going back to other conversations we had in the past about Muslims being in every space. I think we, in sports in general around the world, I think we have probably the biggest representation. In in in. What just happened, bro? <laughs> hey guys, thank you for listening to us. Please remember to subscribe to us on every platform: YouTube, Anchor. Apple podcast and whatever other one that we're on. We're on so many, but please subscribe to us. Really appreciate it. And hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. But yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that, I think in sports, uh, the most representation, in my opinion, seeing what I'm seeing is like probably the highest out of like film and music and all the other topics that we spoke about. I think in sports silently, uh, a lot of uh, Muslim representation there, like secretly, you know, like people don't obviously come out and say it, but there's a, there's a lot of representation there. When it comes to the NFL, um, and again, this is coming from someone who's very, very ignorant when it comes to the NFL. Like, I don't know any, much about the NFL or baseball. I guess basketball, I know a bit. Or maybe I just, maybe I'm just blagging that. I don't know. Um, but with the NFL, like from what I understand, it, it is a dying sport, right? Because, because of all the controversy around the, uh, concussions and, and 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 the effects that the game has on people um later on in life i mean what's the story there is it because i remember that was a huge controversy a few years ago you had that will smith film concussion that really highlighted the issue as well um yeah what's happened since yeah 
I, I understand what you're saying. A few years ago, yes, that was the case. But they've made a lot of changes as far as, uh, you know, on, on uh, kickoff returns and on protecting the players, what type of hits you can do, what kind of hits you cannot do. If they do uh, accidentally hit or intentionally hit with their head, they get pulled out of the game. They go for a concussion protocol. So they've taken a lot of steps to make sure they're ensuring the safety of uh, the players. So, and I think it's two things. One, obviously the safety of the players and two, the investment of the owner. So they don't want their investments messed up, right? So they want to continue to get as much production no, but, out of them as but, possible. But the, but the thing is, the, the issue is not that they, they're suffering dur during their, their careers. The issue is that when they get older, um, they start to lose their minds, right? Is, 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 is there not still a... It's not majority of them that are losing their minds. Uh, I think that's maybe a misconception. I think maybe a couple here and there, maybe, but not majority. But even when it comes to, um, you know, for example, I, I think... One way the, the the NFL kind of reached the world stage was the whole Colin uh, Kaepernick uh, uh, debacle, where he, you know, obviously there's that there's a whole conversation around uh, him not being allowed to play because of his protest of of, of African Americans being oppressed, right. um, and the fact that even until today he's still not playing, and 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 no one really in the NFL wants to acknowledge it. So, like ethically, is that really? An, an organization that you want to get involved in um, because it, it seems like it's, 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 it's rooted heavily in the fabric uh, of, uh, of the NFL. Uh, am, I, am I, am I wrong there or what's the story there? I'm on the LD take. He's, he's actually smarter with the NFL than I am. Uh, I think when, when that happened, um, I stopped watching also because although I love football, it's like I've been playing it since I was a kid. I played in high school. I played in a uh, flag football league for about 10 years. Um, and you're okay, I, right? You're not like losing your mind or anything. No, actually, I have some <laughs> crazy injuries, but yeah, mentally, I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, actually, I, I broke my nose one time. I mean, it went from here to here, literally, oh while God. we were playing. Uh, <laughs> luckily, there was snow, so I just like cracked it back in its place oh. and like put some ice in there, snow in there, and then stopped the bleeding. But anyway, uh, <laughs> going back to where you brought up the injuries. Sounds like a fun game. <laughs> it's amazing, man. <laughs> um, so what was the question? Yeah, about the controversy with uh, Kaepernick. At that time, I did bicut it for a little while because I thought it was wrong and that it shouldn't be that, that way. But in the last season, especially this last season, they made a, a huge effort uh, to where, you know, people in the back of the helmets, the players can actually have Black Lives Matter or, or like come out and, uh, you know, talk about the different causes that, that are important to them. So I think they've made a big change from where it was uh, over to this now. So I don't really necessarily have a problem with it. Obviously, the Kaepernick issue is still there, but I don't think it's um the race issue there anymore i think it, it may be more of some other internal issues why he's not playing yeah i think he he didn't he try out for some teams they, yeah he, they, they opened up for him to try out with some teams and unfortunately i think it didn't work out um i might be wrong one of the best players though i don't understand how can how can does that make any sense I don't think he's one of the best players. He was a good player, but I don't think he's one of the best player. And now he's, I think, maybe in his mid-30s. I don't know how old he is, but teams always want someone that's uh, younger. Uh, it's going to cost less. They're going to stay around longer. Um, so I think his time may have passed, even though I do like him. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I want to move on to a new day, a new age uh, in America, uh, this time 
last week or it would have been like a week and a half now we're recording this obviously uh, the day afterwards but um, it would have been a week and a half now new president Joe Biden uh, has been sworn in uh, and already as of recording of this uh, podcast he's on about like 11 executive orders um, today one of them is the uh, removal of the Muslim ban um, so I mean what's your guys thoughts on on, on this this new day and age uh, in America um... the, the, Sorry, the reason I'm laughing is just because I'm so pessimistic. But, you know, on social media, you see these Muslims who are just like, oh, you know, everything's changed. Evil is dead now. Uh, the sun has the sun has risen. Yeah. I'm just very no, pessimistic. But I'm, I'm pessimistic, too. But I'll let Ali speak because I know he has a lot on this. Yeah. Um, I'm not pessimistic. But at the same time, uh, all he did is remove something that wasn't there before. Right. So I don't think we should be jumping for joy quite yet. On the other hand, he does have Muslim representation in his cabinet and the people that are working for him. So that's a good thing. Um, but I think he still has a lot of work to do and we need to hold him accountable just because it's not somebody terrible like the previous administration doesn't mean we should give him you know, a, a free pass. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done for minorities. But yeah. at the same time, he has undone a lot of things that the previous administration had put into place but i mean that's good but like what more are you going to do so let's wait and see it's a political game it's a political game yeah. I, that's, that's how i see it as like okay well, i'm in office let me give some of the promises that i promised let me remove this get the audience or the people like okay joe biden's gonna do some things but you know i've said this previously there has not been so many drone bombings in the previous administration and the administration before that administration. Make sense? But the thing is, I, I know I said I'm very pessimistic, but when I, I mean, I guess it, it just could be with the way he's speaking, but when I, when I hear him speak, when I, when I see what, the, what, what he, him and his cabinet is doing, the fact that also the fact that, you know, everything is pretty much uh, democratically run now in, in terms of this, the, the Senate and, and however else it works, I don't know the, the details, but the fact that Democrats have so much power now, um, it, it does seem like things are moving toward a better place. You know, there, there are a lot of uh, conversations around, okay, now we really need to step up when it comes to uh, police yeah. reform and, 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 and racism and, and uh, systematic oppression and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know. I know I said I'm pessimistic, but I am also kind of hopeful because what Trump did is changed the whole conversation that really shed light on the fact that you know previous administrations before him have really been um messing up uh to say the least and and, and basically you know uh doing horrible things and people are expecting more now i would say that i feel like people are expecting more now so i mean based on that context do you not think that maybe he might be better um than than, than obama and, and, and the rest of them or i, I mean he's, he's inheriting he's inheriting a divided country you know, keep that in mind. It's it's definitely going to be harder for him. It's definitely going to be harder for him. Um, he's inheriting a divided country, and now he has to figure out um, like what to do, like in regards to the markets, in regards to uh, the Keystone Pipeline, in regards to uh, how do we, you know, the COVID vaccine, in regards to okay, what we do is a, is going to be a ripple effect throughout the throughout the world. So, um, I I think he's taking it baby step by baby step. I think. He, he knew by getting specific people in his cabinet, he'll win the minority, which is the majority if you add them all together. So I'm hoping for the best. Um, I'm just holding back a little bit because there is just a lot um, of uncertainty um, for us being here. 
for like for example one i don't know if this is true um and this is kind of going off topic but not really but i don't know if this is true but i read something about how the u.s officially announced the muslim genocide in china i don't know if it's true or not they did yeah um, they they, they, they did china, so, yeah, yeah. I, that, that was pompeo he did that like a day before trump yeah, left yeah but it, so it was the last administration ironically like, not even this administration yep so see, like, see what i mean like like it's it's like all right guys like come on man can you i don't know i think maybe he's just trying to keep his job I, I think that's what it is. He's like, hey, let me do this. Uh, so when the next administration comes in, they'll be happy with it. And maybe I can last a little bit longer. Yeah, I think. Maybe. I don't know. And you also still have the fact, the elephant in the room, which is the fact that Trumpism is still very much alive. He might not be president anymore, um, but he's still going to have a voice. He's still there. There were still people that attacked the, <laughs> the capital, you know, uh, and got pretty much you know got away with it i mean apart from a few arrests i don't know what the, what the story is right now but you know he wasn't I, even at the inauguration he went to florida, he went like, to florida. Out. he's out yeah but <laughs> but you know he's a loser man <laughs> no but he's still gonna be around and, and and there's still you know this massive percentage uh of the country which is on his side uh you can't it's not something you can root out i think one thing that i was kind of you know when it, I, I remember uh beginning of last year when it was like Sanders versus uh, uh, Biden, there were conversations around that. Um, I think I was kind of ignorant to the fact that one thing Biden, I feel will be very good at is working with people who are on the opposite side of the spectrum, because that, that is something that he's very good at, right? And he even alluded to that in his inauguration speech. Um, but the fact remains that you have this massive portion of society, which has now been empowered uh, in the past four years, uh, and their kind of racism has been acknowledged, um, and their racism has kind of been okay, I guess, by the most powerful man in the country, the most powerful admin uh you know organized administration in the country um so like what happens with that, that, that that's not going to go away and uh, and I, i'm pretty sure we'll just come back uh even more powerful uh, next time i mean what's, what's your guys thoughts on that i i don't know if it's going to come back more powerful next time um because there was some stat that by 2025 or 2030 or whatever it is that the white American is not going to be a majority anymore in the US. So in the next four years, maybe eight years, um, I don't know, who, who knows how long Biden will be alive, he might pass away and then <laughs> Kamala takes over, I don't know. Um, but I don't think it'll come back as strong. And I think, uh, I hope that Biden puts in some, uh, you know, measures in place in the next three to four years or however long he's here, that would keep somebody like the previous administration from coming back in. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, and, I, and I think there's also the, the second impeachment that he's having and yeah. who knows if he gets arrested or what, what's gonna happen uh, after uh, now the fact that he's no longer president. Yeah, if I'm so, correct, after the second impeachment, he can't run again, right? I don't yeah. know. He's the, actually, he's the only one in history that's been impeached twice. So I don't know. He's the only one in history, regardless, to ever do this. Anything. Yeah, from <laughs> what I understand, he, he, can't, he can't run again. Winding down, uh, I wanted to, me and you, Hasnain, uh, come to the Red Table, much like uh, Will Smith and Jada Pickett-Smith came to the Red Table once upon a time uh, to share the <laughs> issues. <lose> well. <laughs> um, to speak about something we've been, we've been speaking about offline. Um, you know, we alluded to this, past, uh, we alluded to this uh, in the last podcast. We were like, Hasnain hasn't uh, had a, had a uh, breakdown yet um, in the first few episodes, but, you know, we kind of got yeah. at it a, a few episodes. I'm, I'm overblowing it, obviously, but... It, it, it's very um, 
interesting something that you you quoted your your, your dad would, when he said that you know it's good that you guys are kind of arguing kind of because it shows that there's there's growth right um so i wanted to to, to bring this conversation uh to uh the podcast and without getting without being too specific because we don't want to upset anyone yeah. either um there is this conversation around um i guess i'm much more conservative and you're definitely much more liberal and the, and, and and the conversation uh, is around what are we to what extent uh are we promoting uh i guess um uh so for example the the main the main issue we had was about music right and uh, and whether or not we can speak about music on this podcast because i'm very very anti most music you're much more pro uh, and we had this kind of back and forth about what we can and can't say on the podcast and again it's such a tough conversation to have because like i said offline it's not that i don't want to come off across as judgmental because you know me i'm not judgmental at all each to their own right but when you have a platform which is which you run essentially you know which you all run together um, you're then uh, almost pushing uh, opinions into the limelight. Um, right. So, I mean, what's your perspectives on that? And, and you know, um, what were your thoughts based on the conversation? Yeah. So, you know, to start off, any collaboration you're going to do with anybody, there's always going to be a back and forth. But that's healthy, depending on how you guys keep it, right? Um, and as you know, our audience will know, us three are totally different people. You can, you can tell on this, you know. Um, and so there are gonna, there's going to be times where we're going to clash on certain in issues, but it comes down to the to being professional and coming to the table. Um, so you know my stance is like I said, when it comes to art, the art form itself, art was created on a liberation type of movement, right? Like you have the Italian Renaissance, you have like uh, like the Illuminati movement because they were going against the church and they were you know. So like kind of like that's kind of how I look at it. So for me, there shouldn't be bans when it comes to art. But now there's a there's a really sensitive layer on hey, we're all three of us are practicing Muslims, right? Even though I am more liberal than you, Nuri, I'm still a practicing Muslim. Even though you are conservative, you're a practicing Muslim. Ali, somewhere in the middle there, he finds himself. He's <laughs> he's a practicing Muslim. So it's so that's the struggle that's the growth in itself it's just like all right guys i bring this perspective i bring this perspective okay how do we professionally come to the table and and put bands healthy bands around topics such as music or or, or any other topic that we have different opinions on but we don't but it's just our opinion because this podcast is not we're not pushing an agenda or opinion we're simply just talking about it We're we're just simply talking about how an artist perceives his art and then perceives their spirituality and how they go about their lives. We're just, we're just opening that door up. So um, that's kind of how I look at it. Hmm. I think my perspective, the thing is, what's funny is I, I share your perspective so much, but you know, as you guys know, uh, outside this podcast, I'm also, um, you know, someone who's very uh, deeply involved in a very um, religious kind of, you know, spiritual uh cultural movement which comes with a lot of can't do's that's just the way it is you know like the same way for example is if you're a sheikh there are certain things you can and can't do um and it 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 definitely puts me in a tough position because you know again like like i said before you know like i said last time on the the last episode we had i've got plenty of friends who are 
of of of, of very different religious uh, spectrums to me, and I, I love that. I love uh, meeting with people and and befriending people and and conversing with people who have completely different uh, perspectives to mine. Um, but I think it's one thing uh, to have that offline. But the question really is, when you bring it online, when you make mm-hmm. an event out of it, almost when you when you create content that people are going to consume, when you create content that people are going to listen to, um, I feel like the responsibility then becomes so much greater. Um, and it's hard when it comes to not even this podcast, but just generally with art, you know, I think Justin Mashouf said this when we had him on uh, when episode, ages ago now, but when we had him on, he said, you know, it, it's difficult because you're creating visuals that people are going to consume with their eyes and their senses. Right. Um, exactly. So I think the kind of conclusion that we kind of came to um, was that let's just be a bit cautious. Um, yeah. just, just generally, not even with, with, with the topics uh, we, we, we cover or, or the people we get on. Uh, and again, like I don't people uh, to, to, to feel like, you know, uh, this is not a safe space for them when they come in and talk about it or they listen to it. You know, that's the whole, that's the reason why I want to have this conversation in public because I want to speak our truth. You know, it is our yeah. truth. I want people to know what we're about and know us essentially. Um, Ali, what's your, what's your perspective? I feel like you, you brought us together with your, with your wisdom uh, every so often. What's your uh, perspectives on this? Um, well, we already talked about it uh, <laughs> and, and Hassan just mentioned it, that, you know, Hassan's on a little to the left, you're a little to the right and I'm kind of in between somewhere. So I definitely see both sides of it and I agree with both sides of it to a point, uh, but I've taken the more cautious route, I think is better, uh, better safe than sorry. Uh, and another thing that I was thinking while you guys were talking is that yes, art is a form of, like you were saying, all the different types of art to uh, for liberation and all, but at the same time, there's art as far as, oh, you guys see that? No, what was oh. that? UFO? Lightning. lightning. No, oh. lightning. We're, we're, oh, damn. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get a storm soon somewhere around here. Uh, anyway, uh, there's different types of uh, different uh, forms of art, right? So just like there are different forms of food, some is allowed, halal, right? And then others, makrua, and others, haram. So just like that, I think art is split up in those ways as well. So we should promote what's halal or, you know, maba or makru, but not necessarily what's haram or. But are you, are you, are you, if you have a conversation around something, does that mean you're promoting it? I think that's, um, that's where like the, the, the question that's mark the fine lies. Yeah. That's the fine I line. Think, I think what it does is it doesn't, you're not necessarily promoting it, but you also have to look at the layman that's listening to or seeing what you're uh, talking about. Right. Will that person from your conversation think that you're okaying something? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's tough. It's tough because I, I totally understand that. I totally understand, hey, who's up, who's consuming what we're doing um, and taking it the wrong way? Like, okay, fine. Hasnan and Ali have, I don't know, I'm being ridiculous, this dancer on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Okay, cool. But for me, it's just like, I, that's not the agenda. The agenda is I'm just, I'm just, this is a no judgment zone it, to you, yours, to me, mine. You have your grave. I have my grave. Mm. Um, and I just want, I just want to take that small conversation about your art and your spirituality and how do you combine it to out. But unfortunately it comes with the whole story and we mm. have to be comfortable telling the whole story. So for me, yeah. I mean, uh, after our conversation, we agreed healthy to, to be cautious um, we had bands and we decided to stretch them a little bit so that, you know, we all can get things that we're interested because in. your art and Ali's art and my art, we love different aspects of the art world. Um, and we, and we, all three of us are passionate about this and we want to bring our aspects in, you know, 
because um, art's a really big, really big world. How do we consume all that into a one hour episode, you know? So, and yeah. who do we select, um, you know? So we just, yeah. So, um, and you know, anybody listening to this, you have to talk it out with, with your, with your, with your co-hosts, whatever you do, your, your, your coworkers and whatnot. It's just the professionalism behind it. I think you, you stay yeah, professional. I, you're good. I think the main caveat with, with anyone who listens to podcasts is that, Hey, just, just remember that we're here to have conversations. Like I want to have conversations with everyone. I mean, that's, that's the reason we started this podcast because I want to bring people on who are on a tiny different spectrum to me and say, Hey, what are you about? You know, what do you believe in? And, 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 and what's your thoughts? And, and, and that's what it is. And I feel like it's important to remember that it is intended for a mature audience. You know, it, it, it's intended for uh, for people who can, can can consume it and understand that we're looking at with that, that that it might occasionally delve into perspectives that you might not agree with. But we're here to understand those perspectives, and, and yeah. that's all it is. And I feel like everyone's in, everyone is entitled to, to to kind of share their opinion. Um, and I think 100%. you know, um, and 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 to be honest with you, I'm quite proud of this podcast. You know, I was I was going over <laughs> our past few episodes uh, or the, the episodes generally that we've done. I was like, hey, we've had some pretty interesting conversations uh, since the beginning, you know. And I think uh, every so often we look back and say, oh, we're on, we're on this episode now, episode twenty-five, and you know, hopefully, inshallah, we'll go on and on and on. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, I got a question. Yeah. I want to add something. Go for it. Something else we were talking about offline. Uh, what do you guys think about taking a break? <laughs> that's that's a a controversial for opinion. A <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you went on the last five episodes. Now you want to take a break? Come on, bro. What's going on? <laughs> No, I'm fine. It was somebody else that was saying it. It was me. It was me. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely it, it's tough um, because you know I, we we're all dedicating time to this, uh, and ultimately time uh, is income. That's just the way the world works, right? And though I love it and I enjoy it, um, it's just about for me balancing, um, you know, uh, making sure that that doesn't, that doesn't hurt my, my 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 workflow, which I would say it is. Uh, doing a bit. I um, mean, yeah, I told you guys it takes me like a uh, a day committing to this because I've got to edit it as well. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I think that it is something we all enjoy. Um, and I, you know, I think that we. One thing <clears throat> I'm worried about doing is copping out because I feel like a lot, so many podcasts start and just give up. So many podcasts just start ten episodes in and give up or take a break. And I feel like taking a break might be a cop out a bit. I feel like you know this is almost like a a, a break, not not a breaking point, but it's like a there, there are growing pains right now um, and, and, and to push on and to try and get an episode out every week to have that um, that uh, you know criteria for ourselves uh, is important and you know Haslain you mentioned for example recording multiple, multiple episodes in a week so we have that kind of space and gap uh, which yeah. might be I think is I think is important um, but yeah. which is also yeah. tough too back to back for tough yeah back to, yeah that's that's the, tough yeah Ali is like yeah listen guys you, you, you <laughs> If you listen to this podcast, you don't know how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into this. So make sure you go to to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. We're giving time. Please do it. <laughs> listen, I was thinking, what if um, what if we use our stories on the Seven Eight Six Boulevard Instagram page and ask the audience what they want to hear, what they want us to talk about? I was really waiting for our audience to grow more so before we do that, but I guess we can start doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, why not start are with we the, adding this to the podcast right now live yeah yeah we're doing it. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah so if you're watching this on youtube just comment below comment below if you got to, yeah. if you got this far comment <laughs> below <laughs> or, or, or go on the instagram page <laughs> all right guys it's been a fun right. conversation uh inshallah we'll see you guys soon right, guys. and hopefully we'll be back next week all right take care